0: Hello and welcome to Keep You Posted. Today is Sunday, November twenty second, twenty twenty. My name is Hannah Trav. I'm a comedian, a law student, and your host. Woohoo! I am joined, as always, by my lovely friend and producer Ross Wiseman. Hello, Ross.
1: That's me. Hey,
0: <laughs> Ross was just showing me how to do filters on Zoom.
1: Yeah, it's it's and, very exciting. We're all excited they, for it. Yeah, spruce up very your silly. virtual Thanksgiving this year.
0: Oh yes, virtual Thanksgiving. We'll get into that. Also, I would just like to give Ross a shout out. He has his nails painted, and I've talked about this before in the podcast. But I think men should paint their nails. This is a movement that I am um, fully advocating for. And if I, if I may say, Ross, your nails look excellent.
1: Thank you. I don't. I don't remember you mentioning that, but I'll happily take credit I and don't... say that it was a callback. I you might I, have. I mean, we've done this is what episode like 50 something. Like it's definitely possible. Or 40 I something. I don't know how many 40 episodes it's been. But yeah. it's
0: certainly possible. If I haven't mentioned it here, I've certainly mentioned it other places. But anyway, for the record, huge fan of men wearing nail polish if you didn't know that already. Um anyway, so we took a break last week cuz I'm drowning in law school and we probably will take a break at some point in the next couple weeks cuz I have finals, but we're here today. We are very excited and um, we got a lot to talk about. Um, before we, before I even go over our topics though, I do wanna say um, shout out to our lo- one of our most loyal listeners. I won't name her by name, but she's a US federal judge which is the coolest thing ever. Um, and last week she sent me an email saying that she took issue cause I said judges make shit up. Um, and I would like to correct the record and say judges Their job is to follow the law and interpret the law, and as she pointed out to me, some of them do it wrong. So I'm a bit jaded from my uh, Supreme Court class and from my federal courts class because uh, my professor regularly calls out the court for making things up, but not all judges are big dum-dums, and they're doing the best they can with the law and the precedent that's already in place. So... Just wanted to say that I'm not above correcting myself. Anyway, okay, today we're talking about, we've got a couple stories for you. Number one, speaking of court, Rudy went to court, Rudy Giuliani went to court, and oh my God, I texted Ross the day of and was like, boy, do I have a lot to say about that. Um, then Ross will be telling us, and we'll be talking about COVID-19, the vaccines, Um, and then finally, or no, our final story will be, uh, president elect Joe Biden is starting to appoint advisors, announce cabinet, he's going to announce, um, his first cabinet appointments this week, and it's shaping up to be the most diverse cabinet that we've ever seen. He's made a pledge to, um, have his you know, his appointments reflect the American people. And... Hey, we've been talking all along about keeping politicians, holding them accountable. Um, So this is one area he made a promise he better pull through. I have faith that he will, but um, time will tell, but we'll talk about the developments happening. And then we're going to do a nice little short HTHT about Thanksgiving food, because even if you can't celebrate Thanksgiving in the traditional way, maybe you can get some of the food staples that we love um, dearly. So for sure. let's do it. Okay. For our first story, Rudy Giuliani went to court this week and oh my God, it was a train wreck. Let me just tell you where to begin so you probably i couldn't
1: like push myself to watch any of the videos like i saw all of like you know the pictures of the hair dye and his general his general face but other than that i was just like you know what i i don't have to uh subject myself to this stuff as much anymore because uh like we'll talk about later we're we're in a transition period so Mm -hmm. uh it's just kind of like grasping at straws.
0: My brother made a really astute observation that <clears throat> he thinks Rudy Giuliani is turning more and more into Kate McKinnon's oppression of him. Like
1: he's oh, just like yeah. gradually
0: like becoming <laughs> the weird creature version of Rudy Giuliani that she impersonates. Um, yeah. The hair dye thing was crazy. That was during a press conference and they made some wild claims um, too wild to even get into, but they think it was mascara that he put on his roots that were like that um because hairdressers were saying like usually dye doesn't like once it's in it doesn't like leak like that so so he probably like touches up his the side with like mascara or eyeliner or something but anyway um one this is a little off topic but not really sydney powell who was like one of the other lawyers in there um was criticized like she was the one that like cried saying like hugo chavez was involved in like voting machines it was like some crazy shit but anyway she tucker carlson got on fox news the day after the night of and was like we tried to get sydney bell on this show but she told we told her she needed to show us some evidence and she couldn't do it tucker carlson
1: yeah that's weird
0: yeah um so anyway so by now you've been hearing about the president of the united states trying to um just pretty openly Uh, steal the election that he claims was stolen from him which it was not Um, and he's been going to court and he's been having no luck and some of the law firms that were representing him have pulled out of the representation so uh, and apparently the day before this hearing in front of a district judge Rudy Giuliani like fired three of the lawyers that were supposed to be in it there's been like so like when you, as a lawyer, there's all these like rules of professional conduct and part of them is like when you, there's like rules of how you can, when and how you can withdraw from a case. So actually one of the lawyers, there's all been all these lawyers withdrawing from these cases and apparently one lawyer who tried to withdraw, the court has the right to say like, no, you're already in this. And so they did deny one lawyer, I forget her name, the right to withdraw from the case. They were like, you already got involved. But a lot of these lawyers, they don't want to come before a judge because you can get sanctioned or you can get disbarred for lying to a federal judge or lying to any judge state judge whatever so rudy giuliani in, t- in walks rudy giuliani who according to some sources was asking for twenty thousand dollars a day in, in i legal did hear fees. about that um probably for more mascara or something i don't know um also i should tell you that there's like a subsect of twitter law Twitter, like the legal people. Oh my God. It was a blaze with memes. And, um, one of this, this like attorney from who works in federal courts was like live tweeting. This is amazing. But anyway, so Rudy Giuliani has not been to court since 1992 and goes into court, federal district court in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, in front of judge, um, Matthew W. Brand. Um, the headline from the Washington post is one of the funniest headlines. I don't know why it made me laugh so hard, but it was, here's what happened when Rudolph Giuliani made his first appearance in federal court in nearly three decades. Like that was it. I just thought it was so funny. Um, so he's before the judge and judge brand is asking Rudy Giuliani about the claims in the brief that they filed. So he's saying, this is a quote, you're alleging that the two individual plaintiffs were denied the right to vote. But at the bottom, you're asking this court to invalidate more than 6.8 million votes, thereby disenfranchising every single voter in the Commonwealth. Can you tell me how this result is possibly justified? So basically, like, even though they've been claiming fraud and all this stuff, they already tried to bring that into court. They already tried to be like, we were blocked from viewing the ballots. There was fraud. But because they have no evidence, now they're resorting to whatever they can to bring it Legitimate claim into court. So this was um, about these two plaintiffs that were apparently denied the right to vote, and um, and so Brand called him out on that. And then Rudy was like, "No, no, no, we're not trying to get 6.8 million votes thrown out. We're trying to get the 680,000 ballots in Philly and Pittsburgh thrown out because people couldn't watch." Which I don't know if you recall, but when that case went to court, <laughs> the judge asked the lawyer um, how many people were like how many people Trump had in the room observing. And the lawyer said, this is a direct quote, a non-zero number of people in the room. A non-zero number. <laughs> uh, and then the judge was like, what are you doing here? But anyway, so Rudy says that. And then Judge Brand is like, um well you deleted the poll watching claims from this brief so we're literally not even talking about that do you even understand what you're doing here I'm paraphrasing um like you dumb dumb and so then obviously because they were in a freaking court of law Rudy was like oh yeah 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 they were deleted my bad um because as, again as a lawyer you can't lie to a judge so this was the part brace yourselves this was the part that judge brand I mean, I'm sorry, that shook up Twitter, uh, law Twitter, because Judge Brand then asked Rudy at one point, what standard of review should I apply to this case? Now, Ross, do you know what a standard of review is? Okay, so in like Supreme Court history, there are generally three standards of review in which a court can assess an issue. So like depending on what the issue is, there's like the highest standard review is strict scrutiny, which at one point Rudy Giuliani said, maybe I don't understand what you mean by strict scrutiny, which if you're That's lawyer. That's not a good thing to say. Yeah. Like if it, it'd be one thing, if your tax lawyer is like, oh, I've heard of strict, I forget what strict scrutiny is, but like, I know what that is. I know the, pol- I'm, I know the idea, but I can't explain it to you kind of thing. Right. Versus a trial lawyer, not knowing what strict scrutiny is. It just basically means like, Whatever the claim is, you're giving the most you're uh, you're giving strict scrutiny. You're scrutinizing it strictly. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's intermediate scrutiny and then a ra- it's called a rational basis test. And these are all just ways that like judges, you know, interpret and apply the law. So when asked by the judge what standard of review Rudy Giuliani thought he should use, he replied, I think the normal one. Normal scrutiny is not a thing. And that's so funny. It's terrifying, but yeah, so he, funny.
1: That's awful.
0: Someone made a meme of like the episode of It's Always Sunny where Charlie pretends to be a lawyer in court. I don't know if you've seen this, but like yeah. there's all these memes. And they included like Rudy Giuliani's like real quotes underneath it. And so like at one point Giuliani was like, I'm not sure what opacity means. It probably means you can see. And the judge was like, it means you can't. (laughs) And then um, he also said something about like, Mickey Mouse could have filled out a ballot. Anyone could fill out a ballot. Like, (sighs) so then um, at one point the other lawyer, the lawyer for the other side was like, please just throw this case out. Like just dismiss it. Like that that was what they were in court for is like, should should the judge grant a motion to dismiss there's all these like steps when it comes to a trial hearing like this was not like a trial presenting you know wh- what you commonly think of this was like a preliminary stage of litigation so um brand didn't judge brand didn't dismiss the case he said i'm giving them a deadline of 5 p.m. to file a motion in opposition to the the, the dismissal So essentially, election officials are trying to, they filed what's called a motion to dismiss. They want to just get this claim out of court. There's no need to waste everyone's time. Judge Brand says, well, I'm going to give them the opportunity to oppose this dismissal, file a motion in opposition. And apparently, according to um, everyone, Giuliani was confused by that. And he said, he thought, he asked the judge if he was like, if, if the judge was asking him to file another version of the lawsuit, because he had said earlier, like, Oh, I'm going to refile the lawsuit so that the poll watching claims are back in there. So when Rudy, so when the judge was like, I'm giving you till 5. PM, Rudy thought he was saying like, Oh, to file a new, new lawsuit. And the judge was like, um, no, this would be a brief in opposition to their motion to dismiss. And then direct quote Giuliani said, Oh, Oh, sure. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's not good at lawyer.
0: Yes, very good point. Yes. um, Yeah, it's just really bananas. So then, so Judge Brand issued his opinion this weekend, yesterday. <sighs> he let them have it. Oh, my God. he It was like a scathing opinion of, he, you know, he says, like, this court was presented with strained legal arguments without merit speculative a- accusations, um, unsupported by evidence. He says in the United States of America, this cannot just justify the disenfranchisement of a single voter, let alone all of the voters, excuse me, of its sixth most populated state our people laws and institutions demand more. Now, interesting thing about judge brand that I learned, he was appointed by Obama, but he's actually pretty conservative. Um, and he served as before, like, um, He was appointed as a judge. He was the regional Republican Party chairman in Pennsylvania. Um, So, But Obama appointed him, whatever, cool. So he said that, um, this is more about the opinion. He said, even assuming that they can establish that the right to vote has been denied, which they cannot, plaintiffs seek to remedy the denial of their vote by invalidating the votes of millions of others. Rather than requesting that their votes be counted, they seek to discredit scores of other voters but only for one race. This is simply not how a constitution works. So that's the other thing. So they're trying to not say, they're only talking about the presidential race. They're not trying to say like any of the other ballot. Oh,
1: that's interesting.
0: Yeah. So that's the other thing. And then apparently this Republican, I forget where she's from, but this person that was elected, well, Republican woman, I think to the House of Representatives was like, issued some statement about how The claims of fraud are offensive to people who won, like the lower ballot people who won, because it's making it seem like they shouldn't have won either, like even if they were Republicans. Um, Anyway, so then Judge Brand also made fun. No, he didn't make fun of, but he like called them out for um, how many lawyers have been like withdrawing. And like he was like, it's been a revolving door. Um, Oh, no, he didn't say that but I'm saying that. He's in so many words said it was a revolving door. Sure. And then interestingly, oh, and when Judge Brand was appointed to be the Republican chairman in Pennsylvania years ago, it was by Senator Pat Toomey, who's one of Pennsylvania's two senators. And apparently the other day, Pat Toomey made a statement saying Biden won Pennsylvania and the presidential election, this was yesterday. And he was like, Judge Brand is a longtime conservative, whom I know to be a fair and unbiased jurist. Like, President Trump has exhausted all plausible legal options to challenge the result of the presidential race in Pennsylvania. So, that's that. Um, I'm not going to lie. Just like many things with the Trump presidency, this is great comedy. Um, But it's not going to work. And he also... Donald Trump is, like, being blatantly corrupt, too, which is so crazy. Like, he invited these Michigan Senate- – he's trying to um, – in a last-ditch effort, he's trying to get the Electoral College to basically go rogue and vote for him. And sit- like, any like Republican- the thing that
1: everybody, like, in 2016 was saying, like, oh, maybe that'll happen, but, like, it doesn't happen.
0: No, it's highly unlikely and also would be – I mean it would just probably present a lot of legal challenges and it would be a mess. But basically he wants Republican led um states who where Republicans control the chambers because like here in Pennsylvania we have a Democrat governor, but we have both chambers are um controlled by Republicans. So Trump's goal is to try to get those um those lawmakers to give to appoint electoral college people i don't totally always understand how the electoral college works to be honest but basically he wants them to go rogue and vote for him he even invited um lawmakers from michigan to the white house to talk to them like to schmooze them and he i don't know if you heard but on like earlier this week or last week late last week i mean michigan was going to certify their results and then like two people the two republicans on the committee were like No, we should wait to certify the votes because of Detroit's, like, you know, whatever nefarious things happened with the voters in Detroit. And they were like, y'all are racist. You're only saying that about a county made up of mostly black voters. Also, like, what are you even disputing? So it's just getting really ugly. And it's just such a shame. And you've got I know I'm digressing from Rudy Giuliani, but you've got like the Biden transition team being held up because. They're not getting like, and
1: Biden is like having to like send more fundraiser emails to yeah. fund the transition, which is so weird and also like annoying. Like, you, I think you have money, but I get it.
0: Um, I think they're very underfunded. I think like it's. Well, a I mean, problem. for a
1: transit a presidential transition, I'm sure that there are supposed to be discretionary funds for it.
0: Yeah, if you think about just like cybersecurity alone, and like um confidential networks in which they can communicate, being able to hire enough people to help. It's just a lot. So, but anyway, all we can say is that, um, wow, 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 wow. States are certifying their results. It's happening. Georgia did on Friday. So hopefully once that happens, you know, I don't know, Trump's all he does is go golfing and, and ignore coronavirus, which is a huge problem. So um, i don't know how to end this segment let's go back to how funny it is that rudy giuliani is a psycho
1: yeah he sucks
0: also okay this is how we should end the end it um every time i think about four seasons total landscaping i crack up um some kid in my tax class had four seasons total landscaping rudy giuliani like where he stood in front which is like the funniest thing ever. He had that as a Zoom background during class the other night. And it brought me great joy. What a hilarious faux pas. But anyway, so that's what's up in the courts, baby. And now we talk about COVID-19, which we've been talking about for almost the entire duration of this podcast and forever. And hopefully this piece of news is better than the rest of it however not to be minimized that there's a terrible surge happening and people are dying so please wear a freaking mask and stay inside that said there are vaccines that are um on the horizon and uh, are showing positive trial results so we're hopeful
1: yeah like as of as of now um both the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines Mm -hmm. have about a 95% effective rate. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so now with those two being the seemingly front runners right now. um, So now it's just time for the FDA to look into like the data that they've collected and to see Mm -hmm. if it's, you know, as safe and effective as those companies are uh, saying. And the FDA has been saying over and over again that uh, this isn't going to be them cutting corners or anything. Like they're going to go through the exact same uh, rigmarole mm-hmm. as they would be. Um, Good. While also, you know, like there are a bunch of different vaccines being tried and tested around the world. Like uh, I believe I read uh, in the article that's linked on our website that China uh, has been uh, testing four different vaccines. India mm-hmm. has a few. Russia is, is testing a few. Um, and Russia yeah.
0: actually has one that's, like, they already have a state-approved one, but it never went through the same, like, advanced clinical testing, the first mm-hmm. one. So now they have a couple more. Sorry, I didn't need to cut you off.
1: No, no, you're good. Because I, I learned from this article that there... I mean, of course, there would be, and I just didn't really think about it, but there are, um, like, emu- emergency use authorizations for vaccines in different health mm-hmm. things like this. So um, the hope is that... uh will be getting uh, the starts of vaccines getting distributed uh, as early as the end of winter uh, mm-hmm. seems to be. Like, we're going to have more information at the end of this year, hopefully, uh, as to mm-hmm. what a rollout would look like. Um, and people could start getting, uh, you know, uh, test Or what's the word? Stuck with a needle. Um, before... Uh,
0: vaccinated
1: yes that's the word uh <laughs> could be uh, vaccinated before the inauguration
0: wow that would be amazing um yeah I mean listen I'm optimistic I'm hopeful um I don't know what maybe we'll get someone who's like maybe I'll find someone who knows about science to so come on um but I was reading in the Wall Street Journal about like how they so they were saying like Moderna's vaccine is using like a gene based technology. Um, yeah, There's
1: another one that's using um, it gives the body, the RNA of uh, the COVID-19 virus. So your body develops its own antibodies for it.
0: Fascinating. Fascinating um, science. Am I right?
1: Yeah. Reading about science was fun. Uh, it was nice. Um, and yeah, a lot of, this is like, you know, the world is working together to try to get this mm-hmm. out as quickly as possible. Um, different uh, governments are talking about, you know, not making this a for-profit thing, like doing mm-hmm. it at cost and things like that, um, using the uh, World Health Organization to help mm-hmm. front the cost for it and get it to people. Um, yeah. It was also cool. So in, I, in this uh, NPR interview... Uh, they were talking about, you know, who's going to get it first. Uh, and so uh, I forget his description, but Richard Harris, uh, who I believe uh, might just be a reporter uh, at NPR, uh, he talks about that, uh, you know, people that are in the front line. So hospitals and healthcare workers, they would be getting the vaccine first, followed by mm-hmm. uh, people that are older or have health conditions uh, mm-hmm. and then miscellaneous frontline workers like bus drivers and other people in the service industry. Totally. Uh, and then eventually, you know, trickling down to uh, people like you and me that are just kind of hunkering down at home, mm-hmm. uh, that we fortunate enough to be able to work remotely or go to school remotely. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're talking to universities about how to best implement a vaccine uh, dispersal. But uh yeah
0: wild. Yeah, and I so I was telling Ross before we started recording that um while I still have my student discount, I got a year membership to the Wall Street Journal because I want to learn about stocks and so um get ready for like the next phase of this podcast where I try to learn the stock market. Oh, hilarious. Like but oh my god, I'm I don't know anything. Okay, but apparently Moderna their stock is up on I don't know what market or what that means, but um, apparently the stock market likes hearing about vaccines. So maybe someday I'll learn the stock market. Remember when my boss was on and I was trying to get him to explain investing. And then by the end, I was like more confused anyway. So that's crazy too. Um, And I hope that president elect Joe Biden will be more willing to work with other countries to distribute and share because um, I'm
1: pretty confident he especially yeah. he was uh like the point person for the Ebola virus. And mm-hmm. the fact that it really was, if I remember correctly, that was pretty much concentrated to Brazil and maybe a few uh other West countries. Africa. West Africa. Oh, sorry, I was thinking of Zika. Yes. But another so, example.
0: Yeah, so West I actually it's really interesting. So I went to West Africa. Shortly before the Ebola crisis, I think that the Ebola crisis was what, like 2015, and uh, I had been in um, West Africa in 2014. Uh, Oh no, it started in 2014. Um, Because I just remember someone before I'd like I had kind of read about it, and then someone at work who knew I went to Africa was like, "Oh my God, you didn't get Ebola, right?" And I was like, "I don't think so. I'm sitting here talking to you." Um, But I actually think it was not long after I got back that it was really, it really blew up. But yeah, so hopefully, President-elect Joe Biden will engage more. Um, I'm taking a class in foreign policy. And just the isolationism that Trump has promoted is just really uh, damaging. And I'm very hopeful that I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I'm very hopeful that Joe Biden's kind of old school politician. um, Right vibe will really benefit us foreign policy wise because he knows our allies he knows what's important but we need to get him freaking information about what's been going on the last four years um and that's up to emily murphy at the gsa so actually let's like she is pa-
1: blowing up on twitter right now she is going viral for just like
0: wait she's she's on twitter like tweeting herself or uh, are no it's just about like her? her
1: as a topic uh is going viral on twitter
0: yeah. So she's apparently like, <laughs> okay, well, let's just, I'm just going to transition into our next story. If, if do you want to put the music in?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's put it in right here.
0: Guys, how fun is that? Me and Ross just, uh, Ross told me once that I don't <laughs> cause anyone who listens to this podcast knows I <laughs> end segments in the weirdest way. But, uh, the one time he was like, we have to pick places to en- enter the music. So, okay, we were talking about Emily Murphy. So Emily Murphy is the head of the General Services Administration. She needs to sign off on the presidential transition, which provides nearly $10 million for the president-elect to begin oh. hiring staff, getting office space, accessing um, things across government agencies. Um, usually it's, it happens, like, within hours of someone being declared the winner, obviously not the case. So um, she has been um, very upset. She's getting death threats and stuff, but apparently she was like asking um, this guy, Dave Barham, who led the GSA in 2000 when Trump, uh, Bush v. Gore was happening. Um, and... So apparently, Barham told her, like, he said, My conversation with her was as tough as this is going to be, just as my mother always told me do the right thing and live with the consequences. But the other interesting thing is that, like, this is not at all comparable to Bush v. Gore, which was decided the presidential election was decided by, like, you know, a fraction of the votes, blah, blah, blah. So, um, This guy, Barron was like, she wants to do the right thing, but she has a lot of pressure um, on her. However, it's really getting to the point where um, this is going to affect the vaccine distribution, the coronavirus response. Trump has basically just like, all he cares about is winning. So he's like,
1: totally. uh, didn't uh, Pence give a press conference recently and then didn't take any questions. And this was like the first uh, like task force press conference in months.
0: It's insane. It's not only is it insane, but it's like very detrimental to the country. And like, look,
1: I get the energy of like, you know that this job is ending soon, so you can kind of phone it in. But like, maybe not when you're vice president or president of the United States.
0: Yeah, senioritis doesn't happen when you're... In charge of a pandemic that's killing more people like it's crazy because fauci warned that it could kill as up to like what did he say like t- two hundred fifty thousand people and we've surpassed that and it's like
1: yeah
0: ugh, it's terrible and if anyone's listening that lost a loved one to covid i'm so sorry that this is happening this is terrible um and i can only hope that this this lady, Emily Murphy, gets her shit together because clearly this this is not just about her. Like if if Trump's also like if Trump's um, getting out of office, she's going to lose her job anyway. So just do the the go, do a good job. Anyway, Biden is over here doing the best he can to get things ready. He announced his chief of staff is going to be this guy, Ron Klain, who was his chief of staff while he was vice president very close in the inner circle. Um, then he appointed his deputy chief of staff, Jen O'Malley Dillon, who was um, his campaign manager. Um, this guy, Mike was, um, is going to be a counselor. This guy, Steve Ricchetti. And then uh, Louisiana Congressman Cedric Richmond. Um, these guys are going to be all his counselors. So his inner circle is very much like people he trusts that have been in Washington a long time. They know the deal. They've worked with him. Um, But he's promised very vocally a diverse cabinet, um, a diverse, you know, diverse appointments to different things. So um, according to data he shared, his transition team so far is one of the most diverse ever. Um, 46% of Biden's transition staff are people of color. 41% of senior staff are people of color. More than half of the transition staff, 52% are women and 53% of the senior staff are women. Love it. Um, As far as heading the Treasury Department and the Federal Reserve, he's chosen multiple experts on systemic racism um, to really focus on the wage gap and all of these, you know, financial things that have certainly contributed to um, inequality, uh, Black inequality financially. Um, And people are calling on him. He's apparently going to announce one cabinet one or two cabinet members on Tuesday. Um a group of Native Americans have urged President elect Joe Biden to I almost called him President Biden, which would be which will be happening very soon, but not yet. Um yeah, but
1: president elect is so many syllables.
0: I know it really is. Uh but apparently they all spoke out about having Biden appoint a Native American to the Secretary of the Interior, which is the department that oversees many things in in addition to um, Native American tribes. So um, that was something that the Associated Press reported on. Um, I guess there is a Native American congresswoman who is in the running. Um, And so we will see you know what happens but hopefully he comes through on his promises it sounds like already with his transition team he is certainly with his vice president pick he is and um you know more representation is what we want to see and again like I said earlier this is the time to hold him accountable to what he said he's going to do and this is he's got a lot on his plate he's got a lot ahead that he has to fight through this is going to be extremely difficult um and I'm grateful that day one of
1: his presidency you know people are going to be like, oh, my God, like they're not even prepared. Like things are in disarray in the White House already. And it's like, yeah, because of what's happening right now.
0: It's literally like Trump said when he got here. I inherited a mess. Um, But yeah, yeah, so that's what's up. It'll be great. You know what, Ross? We're moving into a new era of this podcast, being able to talk about. I was thinking about this with law school, too, being able to read news and study for me the law under a president who actually knows the law and who is trying to keep some semblance of um, credibility and diplomacy and good things that will be happening. And also instead of like, I was just thinking I'm nerding out real quick. I was just thinking about like legally, like instead of studying a president who's like just challenging the constitution at every turn. It'll be actually like critically evaluating real substantive laws that are being passed and like what he's doing. And it's gonna be very interesting and um, exciting. In the meantime, uh, the Georgia Senate race, the runoff is happening. Apparently Kelly Loeffler, the Republican candidate has COVID-19. So does Donald Trump Jr. Shocking. Um, So we'll see what happens there, but that's, that's enough about the news. Um we'll be back. And now it's time for H T H T Hannah, Hannah traps hot cakes. <laughs> I love this bit. Okay, Ross, um Thanksgiving's coming up. It's going to look different this year, but mm-hmm. um I'm going to eat food. I don't know about you. I'm going to eat food. I'm
1: going to eat food I think as well
0: um what are some of your favorite thanksgiving side dishes yeah foods? i think
1: the one the one side dish that i cannot live without mm-hmm. is uh green bean casserole <gasps> green i casserole. absolutely love it people think it's shit i think they're the ones that are shit who
0: says it's shit people, well, like, people oh, don't like green beans
1: people don't like green beans and they're like well you put mushroom cream mushroom soup and like like Like, i will take i will take like (laughs) i love your impressions of these people yeah they're so accurate like i'll take uh brussels sprouts or something i love like crispy brussels sprouts or whatever and that seems to be like a a nice alternative if a a household isn't happy with green bean casserole because you just need like some kind of crunchy green to cut through all of like the soft Mm -hmm. glop
0: i'm with you so green bean casserole i'm i'm right there with you um I'm I like stuffing I wouldn't say some people freaking oh, love people love stuffing though um I like it it's fine um my favorite I'm trying to think like what my my dad makes coleslaw some years and I really like coleslaw, oh that's an interesting which is not choice. a popular opinion I feel like but I like it
1: I love coleslaw it's,
0: it's a bummer because um so we have two chefs in my extended family and by one of my cousins. So my cousin and her husband, he's a chef, and she is just excellent at baking. And then my other cousin is a chef. And so we do usually do Thanksgiving with both sides of the family, my mom's siblings, my dad's siblings, and their kids. So um, I really look forward to that every year. It's my favorite holiday, and everyone always brings something. So I definitely will be missing the... um, you know, assortment of dishes and different tastes. My cousin Erica always brings a buffalo chicken dip for the beginning for the appetizers. Oh hell
1: yeah, Erica. It's
0: so good. It is so, so, so good. She's great. Um, and I also love um dessert. Dessert is my favorite. What's your part?
1: What's your pie go to?
0: I thought you'd never ask. So I used to be diehard pumpkin pie. Don't get me wrong. I love pumpkin pie. However, Mm -hmm. years ago, my mom brought to my attention this bakery. So like, I would always go straight for the pumpkin pie, and we would always have this cherry pie. And she was like, you've got to try it. Mm -hmm. And I never did, because I was a kid. And I was like, eh, whatever. It's this bakery near their house. And I swear to God, Ross, it is the best cherry pie ever. There are people in my life who know I love this cherry pie so much, they ask me about it after Thanksgiving. It is remarkable. I don't know if we'll have it this year. I don't know what the bakery is doing, but um, I'm sure there will be some sort of pie. Um, but yeah, I'm I would say I look forward to this particular pie every year. I like cherry pie in general. Um, I don't, but I I don't also know like if pumpkin. I've
1: ever had like a cherry pie like uh, mm. at Purim time uh, for Jews like we have cherry hummantashans so like those little triangle cookies and that always Mm -hmm. has cherry filling and that's pretty good so I mean Mm -hmm. like I guess theoretically and I'm sure that cherry pie that you're talking about is a more elevated one with more spices and it's a little bit less just Mm -hmm. like the can but
0: yeah but I also went (laughs) my boyfriend and I went to Acme a couple weeks ago and just bought a cherry pie because we were like talking about it and we were why not? Yeah. And it was really good. It was I mean, pie is pie to me. Well, look, I'm I'll a-
1: say if you want to do a contactless drop off to my apartment of like a slice of this pie if it okay. exists this year and if uh, you don't Heal. finish it, great.
0: Happily. I would Wonderful. love to.
1: I'm um, I'm huge on pecan pie. Ooh. It's so good. Again, I love pumpkin pie. I think it's great. Um mm-hmm. for a brief moment, I think I liked sweet potato, but I think pecan Ugh. is just so good because it has that crunch to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's what I like most in Thanksgiving is just things that aren't soft. Because, like, if you cook the Texture. turkey nicely, then it's, you know, falls off the bone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, <laughs> stuffing. It can be goopy, even though I love when it has that crust on top, the green bean casserole, all of the different mm-hmm. potatoes. Like, the okay, pecan pie just, like, gives you something to chew on instead of just, like, having it melt like glue in your mouth.
0: I love it. That was like poetic. Well, um, do you guys
1: usually do cool whip, whipped cream? Uh, neither. We just <gasps> like, we we make like nice pies or nice desserts and then we're like, boom, we're good. And then we have like some fruit. We're no, we don't usually have like whipped cream or anything like that, like on hand or in the house. Like it would be like, unless we we knew that we were making, we were getting um, ice cream to make sundaes or something. That would be the only time we really had, like, whipped cream in the house.
0: I don't keep whipped cream in the house, but I do acquire it. I'm a Cool Whip person, and I acquire it for Thanksgiving. Yeah.
1: I think it's just, like, it just feels (sighs) unnecessary. And, like, I like it. I like whipped cream. Don't get me wrong. And Cool Whip is good. But, like, I feel like... No, I feel you. Yeah. I, I think we'd rather just focus on the food itself and not just go overboard with stuff because then we also have coffee and so like we Mm -hmm. have the creamer in that and that kind of makes it sweet like that
0: well for everyone out there who's listening i hope that whatever you end up doing you are safe and that you get to eat something delicious even if you don't like me get the whole usual spread um you get to treat yourself to some sort of thanksgiving delightfulness um and that you are safe, I already said that, and healthy. And, you know, we just saw, we're all making sacrifices this year and I'm very hopeful that 2021, once there's a vaccine and different leadership will be a nice time to make up for these moments we couldn't be together. And I think, thank you to everyone, all of our essential workers, but also thank you to everyone who's adhering to these requirements or these suggestions and and not traveling for the holidays or you know going short distances and with a close immediate family i appreciate that um it keeps all of us safe and um that's all i got ross anything to add
1: um you know what if if you can shop small for all of your holiday gifts because black friday is coming up do that you know like I get credit card rewards when I spend money at, like, Amazon or something. So, like, I might buy a few things there. But um, if you have a local business that you like or even just, yes. like, a small business that you think is fun, like, go with them. I, I, I've I taken care of most of my holiday shopping already just because I got good recommendations from people as uh, this season is ramping up. mm mm-hmm. uh, So, like, yeah, it takes a little bit more elbow grease than just going to, like, Target or something. But you might find something more unique and handmade anyway.
0: Yeah, and places will ship to you. That's a great point. Yeah, so as you start your holiday shopping, I'm not a big Black Friday person. I've actually bought a lot of gifts already. But, yeah, look at um, local businesses, small businesses, and try to buy from there. All right. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Bye. This has been Keep You Posted, hosted and executive produced by Hannah Trav. Produced and edited by me, Ross Wiseman. Our art and logo is by Kristen Finger, and our music by Graham Trav. For a list of our sources from the episode, bonus content, and to get in touch with us, visit us at www.keepyoupostedpod.com.